stop the music. Turn the music down. Turn it down. I don't want any of that on this day. I do not want to do this show, frankly. I love Soccer Weekly. I love hosting it here. I love listening to my own podcast because I'm such a narcissist after the show is done. And I love working here at ESPN LA 710. I don't want to do this show. Not in the least. And I know from the spots that uh, you know you're, I'm getting from the show, from you, you love this thing. Okay, I get it. We're growing and everything. I appreciate that. But I don't want to be here after what happened yesterday in Trinidad. I don't want to say what I have to say right now and for the next, I don't know, 53-plus minutes. I know you're going to want to hear it, but I don't want to have to deliver this. I never wanted to have to deliver it and do this show. But we have to. And it's disgusting, and it hurts. I wanted to throw up all day today and all last night. My Cleveland Indians just lost. I don't care. It doesn't matter. didn't feel it. Right? It was a nice diversion, actually. I didn't care what the score was. It was a diversion from what really matters to me right now. The United States will not be at World Cup 2018 in Russia. Truly let that sink in. Because I don't think I have yet, if I'm being honest. It's on the surface for me, and it's ruined my day, but I really haven't let that sink in yet. It's like I refuse to. And I don't know if it's going to not hit me until December 1st when the FIFA World Cup draw happens. And I don't find, like, where are we? No, we're not there. I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow, a week, next summer. But I know it's going to crush me again and again and again. And it hurts. It hurts worse than anything I've ever experienced as a sports fan, bottom line. And I know you, not the casual listener out there on the 405 who listens just because I'm the best sports talk show host there is. I mean, I get that. But you're not even feeling that today. Not the casual person who's kind of checking in with the show here. Brought to you by Puente Hills Toyota, Puente Hills Toyota.com. Look, I don't have the read in front of me because I'm such a mess tonight. But trust me, Puente Hills Toyota will not screw you over like the U.S. men's national team did in Trinidad last night. Don't even go for the read, Jorge. Don't even bother. I don't care. PuenteHillsToyota.com. They're the best. The U.S. men's national team is not. And we appreciate PuenteHillsToyota.com and their support of this show. I do not appreciate what the U.S. men's national team did. Yeah, I lost a World Series last year with the... Nothing. Nothing compared to this. Decades of misery brought forth by my Cleveland Browns. Please, a bee sting. Compared to the neck punch I got last night from the most gutless, passionless, spineless, worthless performance I've seen from professional athletes and their coaches with so much on the line in my life. Utterly useless 11 players and a coaching staff full of useless coaches last night in Trinidad. And it cost us the World Cup. Now, was it the only reason? No. But so what? It came down to go get a draw against the worst team in this qualifying round by far. Just go get a draw. And what did the U.S. do after that brilliant performance in Panama where they pushed every button correctly, put the lineup out there that I demanded on this show a week ago? 
What did they do after that? Going into Trinidad, they started complaining about a little water around the pitch. <laughs> oh, the conditions. Gutless. Spineless. Why did we even hear about that junk? It set us up for failure, and shame on Bruce Arena, and shame on the team for even worrying about that. Oh, there's water surrounding our practice field. Walk right through it and practice and go win your way into the World Cup. Unacceptable. I can't believe that story even got out. Ticked me off. But bigger than last night, even, is how many times have I told you on this show alone and anywhere else you might listen to me, my other jobs covering soccer, social media, wherever, if you don't qualify, you don't go. And these qualifiers have been a bloodbath for almost two years. It's a nearly two-year stretch of ten games of garbage, which we failed at time and time again miserably, and it culminated in last night's disaster. Utter disaster. I mean, it's, it's a disaster in here. I didn't set up my call screening. I don't even care. If Jorge says these calls are right, I don't care what their names are tonight. You're going to join me, and we need therapy. I don't want your name. This is totally anonymous. Seriously, it's all on me, but I don't care. I'm a mess. 877-710-ESPN, a number to get involved. If you're uh, phone shy, uh, I'm on a Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You have got to let this out, too. I'm letting it out right now. This is for the next almost 50 minutes now. We were so bad in this qualifying cycle. Think about it. We fired a coach in Jurgen Klinsmann to pick up another retread who obviously had no idea how to write this ship in Bruce Arena. That's how desperate we were. And look at the results. So for all that, this one hurts the most, I think. We all get to miss seeing Christian Pulisic in the World Cup next year. Let that burn into your gut and let it hurt. Let it hurt because it should. And the reason I keep demanding all of us to go through this pain together is because we must then demand changes based on that pain. Have to. This cannot happen. And it's 9-12 here on the West Coast. You might be listening to me back on the East Coast on ESPNLosAngeles.com or in the middle of the country, but it's 9-now-13 on the West Coast, and after the travesty in Trinidad, how in the world does U.S. President, soccer president, Sunil Gulati and U.S. men's coach Bruce Arena still have their job? How have I not seen a press release that says they were fired four minutes after last night's game? That tells me all you need to know about U.S. soccer right there. That those two still have jobs right now, tells me everything I need to know about how the U.S. men's team failed miserably over the last two years. How in the world do, do they have the dignity not to resign? How in the that you, be Show some class and resign, both of you. Enough is enough. Did I hear my? Did I hear it right? Some people are reporting Bruce Arena actually, and I'm not quoting him because I didn't see it. But I'm getting reports that he may have actually said, "We don't need changes. We don't need big changes." Did I hear that right? That can't be. He had to have been misquoted. 
utterly had to have been misquoted. 877-710-ESPN. This is going to be unprofessional. I don't care tonight. I'm just popping up a phone line. Be ready. When you hear that little sound, the clicking sound, uh, I think it's Tim. Tim, you're first up here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? What do you mean, what's up? Isn't this just like you just said, the travesty? This is an outrage. Why in the world would the United States, can you please explain to me how the United States, with all of its resources, can lose to some, like, third-world country that can barely feed its people or put adequate soccer shoes on their on their feet. For us to go down like this and not qualify since 1986, yes, we're outraged. And why is that? Because we're America! And we do better than everyone else. Because we need to be on the top of the mountain competing, and even if it's not our sport at home, we adapt and we overcome, and we fell flat. Isn't that great? Yeah, so we fell flat, unlike that phone call. Thank you. Fired up and starting off the show with that. We are not at the top of the mountain. We are at the bottom of the hill right now. Carlos tweets in at Talk Soccer. Great show, Dave. Thank you, good sir. Question for you tonight. Is USA soccer dead in America? Is this the nail in the coffin? No. But I'm not ready to uh, look look ahead too much yet, Carlos. That'll be in the weeks to come. We'll start to see things in a little different light. Right now, we've got to mire in this misery so we don't let it keep happening. No, it's not the nail in the coffin. But, man, it hurts. Man, do we got some problems. Had, look, along with Bruce Arena and Sunil Galati still having their jobs right now, somehow, and that telling us all we need to know why we didn't qualify, there are a couple of other reasons, too. I can see right off the top. Complacency. This team came out so flat in a game they had to have that that is a disgrace. And that's on the players. Everybody wants to point to just the players, though. No question. They were garbage. Utter garbage on the pitch. And yeah, I know Christian Pulisic was running around with his head cut off and scored a goal and all that junk. They were awful. And you know what? You can't just blame the players. How in the world does Bruce Arena not have them prepared to go out and fight? They look listless. They look lost. I seriously, we would have been better off having the UCLA stinking Bruins soccer team play there last night to try to get a draw. The under-17 team that's currently in India, we'd have been better off flying their butts across, forfeiting the under-17 World Cup, and letting those kids play last night. A disgusting display. Complacency. And I'll tell you the second reason, and it follows along. Zero accountability in soccer in America. That they still have their jobs today tells you everything. David's in Torrance. You're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's going on? Hey, how are you, man? No, just like the last caller, I want to quote Alexi Lala. These guys are a bunch of overpaid prima donnas who play with no fire whatsoever. And you know what really boils my blood? The whole pay-to-play system. That's embarrassing. We're, we have a country with a population of 300 million-plus people. How do we not find 22 players that play with some heart? I don't get it. David? I don't get it. Uh, that pay-to-play is a crock. People are spending thousands a year 
to play the game where kids should be playing for nothing and learning how to play the right way. It's embarrassing, David. And worse yet, thank you for the phone call. U.S. soccer currently by reports, reports are, they're sitting on over $100 million in cash just sitting there in accounts because they've gathered so much, whether it was Copa America we just hosted, they're just sitting on that money and forcing kids to not play soccer because they can't afford the thousands of dollars it takes in pay-to-play in the club system. That is a, just an absolute national travesty when it comes to sports. I know it's sports, right? You listen to, 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 to this show for some entertainment. Tonight, maybe not your night because I get it. It's not the most important thing in the world, but it is a joke, and I'm sick and tired of everybody just blowing things off when it comes to uh, the beautiful game, even most soccer fans, frankly. But Denholm, why are we rushing to try to get rid of Bruce and Sunil Galati? We don't have any meaningful game for years now. Well, there's reason number one. And whose fault is that? Those two should not have been allowed on the plane back home with the rest of the team. They should have been stranded in Trinidad to get their own flights home after they were fired. If they didn't have the decency and dignity to resign. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Doug's in Norwalk. He's next up on Soccer Week. Hey, what's what's going on, man? I'm ticked off, Doug. I'm ticked off. No, man, I hear you, bud. I hear you. These guys, they have no idea what they took away from us, man. The, The people like us who live and who breathe this sport with a passion, man. Like, they took away so many great moments. This, the World Cup is every four years. It's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to get another one next year. No. It's, this thing is every four years. You know? It it's is. Like, and I now, you know what? With, my, with my twins, buying the jerseys. And, I, and I'm talking about, like, we were still having the London Donovan, you know, jerseys and stuff. And now it's like, what? What, what, what do we have? We don't have anything, man. We got nothing for four more, and thank you for the phone call. Sink it, let it sink in. Christian Pulisic is not going to the World Cup. That's disgraceful. It truly is. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. No, I'm not taking his phone call. No, not tonight. We're not messing around. No joking tonight. No stoppage time. No Toluca Pachuca. I don't care. We're not messing around. I'm not looking to entertain tonight. Normally, look, that's what radio's all about, even sports talk radio. Let you in on a little secret behind the curtain. It's really about entertainment. I got that in spades. I don't care. Not tonight. It's not about that. We are venting, and we are just tired of this as true American soccer fans, and I know you are, and I love you for it. 877-710-ESPN. This is Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. No music, no intros, no cute little junk tonight during the show. It's just us talking about the misery that is the U.S. men's national team failure to qualify for the World Cup. And it was disgusting. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We don't deserve the music that Jorge usually plays during this show. It's too good. It's too good for us in U.S. soccer. We don't deserve it. And soccer hater Al, get off my phone lines. I'm not talking to you tonight. 
877-710-ESPN. I am talking to Bill in L.A., who's next up here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm. Bill. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Not good, Bill. I'm not going to lie. You know, everybody's so shocked and outraged over this, but it's, it's, to me it's real simple. I'm, I'm not a soccer hater on this. Uh, I didn't, frankly, I didn't even know that until this morning that they were eliminated. Our, the rest of the world, to the rest of the world, soccer is everything. In the United States, our best athletes, when they're growing up, they play football, they play baseball, they play basketball, they play hockey. We don't have our best athletes playing. That's not, just stop, Bill. Bill, I'm blaming you then. If you don't care enough to not, you know, what, you don't know when the Olympics are coming on? you got to be like a rabid soccer fan to root for the United States to go to an, an international tournament and do well. I'm blaming you too, Bill. And everybody like Bill because he's not alone. That's ridiculous. I'm tired of it. Oh, our best athletes don't play. I've said it time and time and time again. Kobe Bryant loved soccer growing up. You know what Kobe Bryant would be? A gangly, awkward, bad forward if he played soccer. It's a different skill set. He'd be terrible at it. And he was. So, he's still a great athlete. Stop with that. No more excuses. We've got hundreds of thousands of millions more players than a, a country has in people like Iceland. And they would run us off the pitch right now. Let's focus on what really matters. 877-710-ESPN. Let's focus on the systemic rot in U.S. men's soccer. The absolute rot. This is big business before we got good. And that is never a good recipe. And now we're seeing the byproduct of it. Lo, these many years later. And stop tweeting me at Talk Soccer. Uh, Robert keeps tweeting in, oh, you know, the U.S. team should have just went down there. They didn't even need Bruce Arena to be there. Well, he wasn't, apparently. And second of all, stop giving Bruce Arena a pass. This man's legacy is gone as a U.S. men's coach. Gone. It's destroyed. I actually had a tweet, uh, person tweet me yesterday. I actually had a great point. No, his legacy is now he's the only U.S. coach in recent memory who couldn't qualify us. With a tip of the cap to Jurgen Klinsmann. He, he deserves a lot of blame in this. And don't worry, we got plenty of people to blame coming up. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Another way that we'll uh, avoid this in the future, the arrogance must end. I'm not talking about you half-hearted, oh, I love Everton and I wear my Everton kit when I go to breakfast on Sundays and you've never been there to Liverpool, okay? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about these half-hearted people who keep claiming that, oh, we're, not, we're no good or anything. No, not even – that's one end of the spectrum. Our arrogance has to end when it comes to CONCACAF. Mexico and Costa Rica are the real deal. They're the standard bearers in men's football in CONCACAF, not us. Not anymore. Not anymore. We are no longer the standard bearer in CONCACAF. We're an embarrassment in the CONCACAF region. We got to embrace our failure and learn from it to make sure it doesn't happen again. And those are easy words to say, and you can blow them off in sports, and far too many franchises and clubs 
And frankly, international teams do that, and I don't want us to be one of them. I don't want this to ever happen again. I'm still feeling the pain. I'm reeling from it. When I leave this studio in about a half an hour when the show's over, I'm going to walk around the streets of downtown L.A. in a fog. Not a literal fog, although that may be rolling in too, but in a deep funk. And I don't mind telling you that because I know you're feeling the same way. 877-710-ESPN. Back to the phone. Saul, you're up next up from La Mirada. Saul, welcome to uh, Soccer Weekly with Dave. What's going on? Yeah, so I, I have a couple of things in my mind. The first one is how complacent and content these soccer players are within the MLS. Obviously, a handful of them are playing in the MLS. But I, I just think the whole league itself is broken and this leaks over into the national team. One, if these guys are fighting for a spot to stay on the first division, I think you, you would see that trickle over into the national team where guys are going out there with the heart that obviously Trinidad Tobago's bench, by the way, a lot of the guys even play, um, we're out there playing with some heart. And these guys are just running around. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so upset. And then also, I don't think we're, we're going to see a change in the MLS because there's so much money uh, wanting to be made within the NFL owners itself. So I, I just think the MLS is broken. It trickles down to the, the men's national team. You know what? I, uh, Saul, thank you for your passion. I appreciate it. The only reason I would say the MLS is not broken, Saul, and yeah, it had it look, MLS has its flaws, no question. So what? It's my league, it's our league. We've got to deal with that. We've got to make it better so it helps the US national team. But it certainly hasn't hurt Panama's national team or Costa Rica's national team. Honduras's national team. They don't seem to mind MLS helping produce their players for the national team, do they? And they somehow all finished ahead of us. Last I checked, Christian Pulisic did not look like Superman for all of those games that he played. He plays in Germany. Last I checked, Bobby Wood looked like a statue last night. He plays at Hamburg. That's not in the U.S. That's They don't play at MLS. 877-710-ESPN. Next up is Joey in L.A. Joey, welcome to Soccer Weekly on this miserable Wednesday evening. I uh, feel your pain, man. It's 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 such a tragedy, and it's so this this so much disgrace, and it's so tragic thinking about all the events that we're missing out on next year. You know what I mean? Like just moments, viewing parties, everything. Like just the fact that you know, my my girlfriend asked me, "Who are we gonna cheer for?" And I was like, "I can't even give you an answer." And it just, I, I personally think I kind of agree with that last caller. It kind of has to do with MLS and the system, but. I have to 100% agree with you. It's it's all accountability. I didn't like the Bruce Arena starting from the jump. Yeah, it's just you know totally. I think the USA is so ignorant, and they don't they, they they you know they're built too much on hope, and they they were okay with that, and it's been okay for the past two World Cups, but it's time to just start being better, start acting like we're going to be a better team instead of just being quote quote hopeful Thank and you. believing that Thank we're going to win. Joey in L.A., thank you. It is time, and I've been preaching this for years now. Joey, thank you for reiterating it. I'm tired of everybody out there who doesn't demand more from the United States men's national team. And don't tell me we can't be better and can't win it. I I don't buy that. We've been getting out of our group all the time. Three out of the last four World Cups. 
We've been to what? Seven straight? Three out of the last four. We got out of groups of death when no one gave us a chance. You know who else were in those groups? How about teams like England that everybody just absolutely falls over trying to praise all the time? You walk around in those Premier League jerseys of yours. How about England? Yeah, no problem. What did Costa Rica do to England last time? They put... We can win this whole stinking thing if we sharpen up and clean house at U.S. soccer. We have to hold people responsible for failure. We failed to qualify for the last two Olympics, and nobody seems to care. And those guys didn't lose their stinking jobs. It's a disgrace, and it has to stop. But you know what happens? Sunil Gulati is uh, voted in. There's a board of directors at U.S. soccer. Among them is Donna Shalala. I don't, I don't know why, you know, if she's a huge football fan, but she's on the board of directors who will make these decisions. And we have to hold them accountable, too. It has to stop, and it has to be cut off right from the top on down. There is plenty of blame to go around for what happened last night because it's not just about the miserable tragedy, travesty in Trinidad yesterday. It's about 10 long games over two years, and it's about even deeper than that. It is a rot in the system. I want to know how you are feeling. I want to know what your future plans are for this. We got phone lines jammed up at 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN. And I'm tired of people saying, oh, it's not about Bruce. The players didn't show up. They weren't, you know, they didn't play. Who prepares them? What did Bruce Arena do? I'll tell you, the, one of the biggest sins I see out of Bruce Arena and so many American coaches when we come back, right after this, on ESPN LA 710. A blemish? I had my head cut open to get my skin cancer out earlier. This, that's a blemish I now have after the uh, brilliant work that USC Medical did on my scar. That's a blemish, Bruce. You are a travesty with the performance that team put out last night. A blemish? Your reputation is shot. And if there's one thing I'll take out of this that's actually semi-decent is I don't have to hear the cockiness of Bruce Arena anymore. That's over. Done. That has been laid to rest on a sloppy field on the island of Trinidad, or maybe it's the island of Tobago. I don't know where they're even playing. It doesn't matter. He's done. Bruce Arena, his whole legacy when it comes to the U.S. men's national team, if you think about it, is South Korean pride away from being nothing accomplished. If you remember 2002, Portugal was begging the South Koreans to just let, you know, play for a draw. U.S. would have been out with four points because, oh, we got to get four points every time we're in a group in the World Cup and pray we can get through. It's worked most of the time, frankly. We've gotten lucky. Well, the South Koreans had too much pride not to go out and play in front of their home fans, and they beat Portugal. It's the only reason we got through, Bruce, is that South Korea is a prideful and brilliant footballing nation when pressure's on, and we are not as compared to last night. I don't want to hear from Bruce Arena anymore. He should be done. I don't know how at 942, and we're rolling here on Soccer Weekly till after 10. We've got about another half an hour here to take your phone calls at 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776 if you can get through. I don't know how at 943 now Bruce Arena still has a job. How has he not resigned at the very least? If they don't have the guts to fire him, and I know Sunil Gulati doesn't, 
with U.S. soccer because he should be the next one out. Right after Bruce signs his uh, letter of resignation and gets his little pay packet there to go lay on the beach over in Huntington, then Sunil should be the next one in line. I mean, realistically, that is the only thing that should have happened since that debacle last night. And we have to start holding people responsible within U.S. soccer for failure. Because that's what the U.S. men's program has been for more than a few years now. Missing the Olympics in two different cycles. It's unacceptable. Although apparently it is, except for me and maybe you who've been calling in here and listening to Soccer Weekly. I do appreciate that. And most of all, I appreciate Puente Hills Toyota. PuenteHillsToyota.com. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out today. Tell them we sent you. Tell them a ticked-off Dave Denholm sent you. Not because of Puente Hills Toyota, but because of the U.S. men's national team. They will understand. Cameron is in Santa Monica. He's next up here on Soccer Weekly. Thanks for waiting. What's up, Cameron? Dave, I got one word for you, and it's gut-wrenching. I cannot believe that the United States of America is not going to play in the best tournament in the world, the most important tournament every four years. We're not going to be a part of it. It is disgusting. It's despicable. I think I'm in a dream. I think I'm dreaming. This is not happening. I totally felt the same way this morning, Cameron. I was so hoping. You know, we always hear the, we always fake laugh about those kind of jokes. I, I was hoping it was a nightmare that I had last night. Honestly, I think, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, though, I think this is the best thing that could have happened for, for the U.S. in terms of soccer. I respect There's, that, but I'm not talking that, Cameron. Thank you. I love Cameron. I respect that opinion. We'll talk about that in weeks or months ahead. He, he may be right. i got to think more on that when I'm, I'm more able. Cameron, that's a great phone call, and we will get to those kind of things. But now is not the night, and, and we know that. Jim's in orange. Jim, you're next up. What happened to the U.S. men's national team, Jim? There was no sense of urgency. They just showed up, and they just thought that they could just win, and they figured if they didn't, everybody else would take care of themselves uh, with the other game. Oh, Jim, you're so right. I mean, let me ask you this, Jim. Let me ask you this. It's a wake-up call for us to be better. It is. We've got to start developing a player style for the future, and Bruce Arena should just resign and then get with U.S. soccer and try and get them to get the director of coaching. And U.S. soccer needs to be a training ground to get U.S. players to better pro teams. Yeah, well, Jim, is uh, he's on to something there, although I don't want Bruce Arena anywhere near the U.S. men's program anymore. Let's just, let's just cut ties and let's go in a different direction. That's what the rest of the world does. And you know what? There are some things we should be emulating about the rest of the world when it comes to soccer. Some things, no. we got to do it our own way. Some things we should be emulating. Had Isaiah tweet in said, what do you think would happen? And I'm paraphrasing here. Let me get it. Imagine the nation of Argentina if they didn't qualify last night. Outraged. And I got people tweeting me jokes. Now, admittedly, they don't love soccer like I do. They don't care. But it's a disgrace. And you should be ashamed of yourself for doing that, frankly. Because this is our team. We should care. And we should strive to make it better. But I got to tell you something. I promised it before the break. The one thing I saw that was so earth-shatteringly stupid, and it's been happening for so long now, my buddy Carlos, who I used to host a podcast three for a win with back in the day, 
my buddy Carlos has been talking about this with Bruce Arena for years with the Galaxy, and it really just didn't click until a few years ago for me. But we've been really – like Carlos started me on this, but we've been wringing our hands over this for so long with Bruce Arena. Get this situation, right? We all know it now. We had to go to Trinidad and Tobago and get a draw. And effectively, goal difference would have made it would have made it impossible for Honduras and Panama to, to get, really. I mean, they needed buckets of goals to win by, right? So we all, we all, we just have to go down there and get a draw. Why in the world did I keep hearing on BN Sports USA, which I was listening to and watching the game, the great Phil Shane with the call, why in the world, and Kobe Jones, I love Kobe, why in the world did I have to hear them talk about a U.S. soccer representative on the phone telling the coaches about what the other scores were? Those other scores did not matter. We needed a draw. That's it. Done. Why are you even worried? All we do is pray someone else will save us. It's such a dilemma with our mindset in American soccer that you're even worried about Honduras or Costa Rica or Panama or Mexico last night. You take care of your own business. And that mindset is so seeped in. What in the world do we even need to worry about what they are doing in those games? Panama is not going to win by 12 goals. And yet somebody's on the phone constantly telling them the scores. Why? So we can take off 20 minutes and not even worry about it? Are you insane? And then this with Bruce Arena. Here is the capper. We are in a game with everything on the line. A trip to the World Cup if we get one more goal in that second half, right? We're down 2-1. We all know it. We all live through it. I puked through it. We're down 2-1. We need a goal. And Bruce Arena has saved his last sub until the 84th minute. What are you doing? What is that? That is not a coach. That is a man who's lost who is so caught up in his own mind thinking how great he is and how much more he knows about soccer than you or me or anybody else that he can't see right in front of his face how miserable that is. You are a desperate need of a goal. Your players are walking like the walking dead. They're like fear the walking dead. They were so bad. Not even just the walk. They were like fear. the. That's how bad they were. Like the TV show is so bad. They were just walking around like zombies. For 80 and you wait till the 84th minute to use your final offensive sub in Benny Failhopper. He was the right choice. How about in the 64th minute or the 68th minute? You waited until we were minutes, literally seconds away from being knocked out. And I am wringing my hands all the time with that. Don't try to tell me some bull you learned at some U.S. soccer coaching convention. Well, Denholm, that's really the right move to make. No, it is wrong. It's always wrong to give a player with fresh legs that short of amount of time when you are desperate for a goal. That is all we needed. How in the world does Bruce Arena in the 83rd minute still have a substitute in his back pocket? That's all you need to know. That is absolutely everything you need to know about him. Hal is in Hollywood. You're next up here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's going on? Hey, Dave, thanks for taking my call. I don't know if it was brought up before. People talk about urgency or not having heart. My big thing is preparation. Um, it's like the U.S. or the CONCACAF 
The only analogy I can think of is play like flag football, American flag football, where people in South America play tackle football. What I'm trying to get at is one reason you're not hungry or urgent is you got to learn how to play in the bad fields. You learn how to. Do you ever see Brazilian soccer? They just like it's like a thug league. You yep. Know? They, you, you, and Americans, it's just you get hit or there's water on the pitch, and they, you, you know, and when I played pop and if I hit somebody, I was always scared of the guy who gets hit, he has a bloodied helmet, and he enjoys the physicality of the game. In other words, he gets mean, or just like a boxer, he gets hit, yep. and you seem to more aggressive. So, in other words, you're down 2-0, two soft goals by Tim Howard, who basically couldn't move his feet. And you have to, you know, talk about that as a pop-up infield fly rule, and some guy takes a 40-yard shot, and he can't. He just doesn't believe it. The ball is already in the nip of the time he dived into it. But, again, uh, when I grew up, now, I'm an American. My dad was in the Navy, so I grew up in Brazil and Argentina. That's how I learned how to play soccer. You're down to somebody. Someone's getting hit. They're calling, like, like hockey goon fouls. You know, you, or you see that in baseball. A manager argues the umpire. You do something. So yeah, it was, the team was lethargic, but a captain, a coach, you do something. I don't care if you're Billy Martin throw bottles on the field. Do something to rile people up because of the urgency. A hundred percent, Hal. Thank you for the phone call. And it's funny he just mentioned the Brazilian league about, you know, it's a tough. I was just watching before I came over to the studios to do the show. I was watching Atletico Mineiro and uh, Sao Paulo in the Brazilian league uh, on uh, one of the many channels I have that carries. I think it was Gold TV. I could be wrong on that. but So I'm watching, and they were just brutally going out. And these are skilled teams, but, man, they had a gilded edge about them physically. That's Brazilian football. He's right. It was not us last night. In fact, we were so spread out defensively, I don't know what Bruce Arena was looking at on the sidelines. There wasn't a defensive midfield play to be had in that game. There were plenty that needed to be had, but we didn't make any. And if you want to talk about just last night, that was the biggest disgrace. We could not win the ball, lethargic. That's all on the surface. Where in the world was the ta- tactical changes that needed to be made by Bruce Arena? I, I, I swear he must just go to the locker room and just be like, everybody get their orange slices and their Gatorade. Are we good? Yay, go team. We can still come back. What about, I mean, there was a gaping hole between our front line and the midfield all and the defense all all night long. Trinidad and Tobago couldn't believe how much space they had. More of your phone calls at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I'll give you a glimpse into where we go from here because we're going to be talking about that for months here on this show now. It's Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm on the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. You heard the uh, the uh, legal idea at the top. We're the voice of sports in Los Angeles, ESPN LA 710. But I'm the voice of soccer in the world here. In the all United States, we come here to Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. You do to complain and rant about what in the world happened in the travesty in Trinidad. And I've been doing it for over an hour now. We're approaching an hour here. We're going to go up in just a few more minutes. We didn't want to leave anybody waiting at 877-710-3776. We'll go for about 10 more minutes. We've just got to get this out, and I don't blame you. Ruben is in L.A. Ruben, you're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Um, you know what I want to talk about is that out of 2014, going into the qualifiers everything, we knew Timmy Howell was going to be 38, come, 39 coming to the vote to yep. against it. He's gone. All these old guys that we so-called rely on, they're gone. Take Josie out. He didn't play 
like he should have been playing. He has no heart, just like everybody else had no heart. I felt like I was watching an AYSO team yesterday. Like yep. an AYSO team, what we do? Get the ball to Pulisic. Pulisic, and he had no help. There was no sense of urgency. What are we going to do about it? Another thing is, if we're going to prepare for a Wolf Cup, and we know we have a strong youth system, such as Jesse Gonzalez coming from Dallas, a great goalkeeper, but where's his chances at? Mike Miazga, great defender, but where are his chances at? Johnson Brooks, I know he's injured, but he needs chances. We need to get those guys out there. How are we going to progress as a country, as a soccer unit, to go on without bringing our young guys in? We can't rely on the Jermaine Jones, all those guys forever. We know they're going to be gone. We know that. So what's going on? How come we're not giving those young, those young kids chances? Because That's we, uh, Ruben, we've got a coach who's myopic and uh, was not comfortable with doing anything else, which is why we should not have gone to Bruce Arena for this last uh, several games. We had to get rid of uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. Yeah. It was going bad, but yeah. Arena did nothing to change that. Ruben, great call. Thank you for the phone call, Ruben, in L.A. Uh, Bruce Arena was not the choice. I said it then. If you're going to make that kind of move, you've got to go with what's going to work for the long term too. And I know, oh, just get qualified and well, I if Bruce Arena would have somehow squeaked out a goal late last night, I still didn't want to go to the World Cup with Bruce Arena. There, I mean, I don't care what anybody else says. We've got to get some fresh ideas in here. It's part of what we need to do. And there's a couple other things that I want to say right now about the future. I don't want to deal too much with it because we're going to talk about that over the next few months. I got to I got to process how bad it was last night. But there's one thing I've been talking about for a while, and I and I will reiterate it. We've got to improve coaching on all levels. Now that sounds great and everything, but I'm talking about legitimately improving the tactics of our players. I'm talking about the simple basics of soccer. How often do I watch guys at the U.S. national level, Americans in MLS and Americans abroad, who don't know how to make a simple run to get the football up front? Like, our forwards have gone awry. And I'm not saying Josie Altador is a bad player. Bobby Wood is okay. He's got uh, he's got a little bit of a soccer brain that I can see based in – actually, Bobby Wood's pretty solid. He had a bad game last night. Let's not get too crazy about it. He's pretty solid, but he's learned how to play. Where are our coaches teaching these kids the basics? You know why? Because they don't know what they're doing. We need a, a complete makeover of our coaching at all levels. Tactics, and also not just the tactics of learning how to perform the basics, runs off defenders, coming back for the football, how to pa- I mean, all those things, right? That's not so much at the U.S. national team level, but I'll tell you what is. Let's go play it. I've been screaming this for a while, and I'm sick of it. Bruce Arena, I'm convinced, went down there to get a nil-nil draw. The way that team came out, lifeless and scared silly, and then to get shell-shocked by an own goal, which was a fluke, right? I'm not going to blame Omar Gonzalez. It was a fluke. But so what? you got to be prepared for those kind of things in your work and in your preparation. They came down there for a nil-nil draw, and that is a disgrace. Bruce Arena should have had those guys so fired up by screaming that he's demanding five goals out of them or more. What did I say last week before Panama? What did I say on these airwaves? I said, let's score four and take our chances against Panama. You know I said it. Go back and listen to the podcast. If you, I said, score four and take your chances. Because that's the mentality we needed. And it was the mentality we had at home against Panama. And then we lost it going down there worried about a waterlogged practice field. David is in Chatsworth. You're next up here on Soccer Weekly with David. What's going on, David? 
Hey, Dave, I completely agree with you that we shouldn't have gone back to Arena in the first place. When he got rehired, I was upset. I mean, even during that game, that his tactics are terrible. I was screaming for Fail Harbor to come on around the 70th minute, kind of like what you said. But I kind of wanted to touch up on something that you literally just mentioned. Your callers have mentioned, I guess, earlier in the show that I think that the U.S. US national team soccer needs an overhaul from the ground up. Yes. Just simply because, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about other countries that I guess you would think are more advanced at us than soccer, they all have an identity and they all seem to have a sort of chemistry on the field and a sense of pride. Um, Cause I mean, think about other countries, think about Italy. They're very pragmatic and defensive. And you think about like Spain, you think, uh, you know, you, they have an identity. They have like a tiki taka passing game. What is that for the U S I mean, I haven't seen that out of the U S since I was a little kid. I mean, we don't, there's no sense of urgency in the players. There's no, uh, there's no identity. Like if I if I watch a so- U.S. soccer game, I have no idea what I'm going to watch, and the players don't seem to know how oh. to play with each other. And I think that that's it's brilliant. You're part right. of the re- that's part of the reason that MLS is failing. That's something that's something else that one of your callers said before. If you think about other leagues, like the German league or the Spanish league, their teams and their coaches play kind of how their national teams play. In the in the in the MLS, it's nothing like that at all. Yes, but and David, hang on. If you're watching Toronto FC and Atlanta United, they are doing a lot of fantastic things, right? This is not. This really has to do with U.S. soccer and their hierarchy. I really believe that. I'm not saying MLS is doing everything right and helping. No, but it ain't hurting Honduras. It's not hurting Costa Rica that they have so many players in MLS, and it's not hurting Panama. In fact, I thought it was rather ridiculous that Seattle Sounders were tweeting out congratulations to Roman Torres in Panama for making the World Cup when we had just lost. Very, very blinders on there, Seattle Sounders. Wait a day, at least. But it's not hurting those teams. And I I respect what David said. I mean, he had a lot of good points, really. But it's not just about, oh, MLS is not providing. Really? Because at the last World Cup, when we got out of our group, we had MLS players to thank for that. And you should see the things. If you're not watching Atlanta United with Tata Martino, and if you're not watching Toronto FC and what they're doing week in and week out, and NYCFC, you're missing out. You just flat are. But I respect his point of who are we as a soccer nation. You know what we are? We're go to the World Cup, get four points in our group, and pray. Play for the draw. And we gotta we gotta stop that. We gotta be going to play for a win against every last team on this planet, whether it's Trinidad on a bad pitch or Brazil on the carpeted beauty of the pitch in Columbus. It doesn't matter. We gotta go play and play real football and go to win. Luis and Burbank, you're next up. Luis, welcome. Hey man, thanks. Um Honestly, I just think we need a coach that's fiery, like a Jose Mourinho-type player that criticizes the media and players. Our coaches are too friendly with our players and the media. Like, we need something out there. Like, the, Pan- the Panama coach went crazy on its players and media last Friday, and they came out fired up knowing they had to win the game. And I think the MLS is just perfect for other countries. You can see it on the paper. And, like, the EPL, they're the best league in the world, but they don't do nothing for their national team. And that's it, man. I appreciate, agree. And appreciate your show. Couldn't agree, Luis. Thank you. Thank you for uh, listening. Do you think uh, you think the United States would have come out like that last night 
looking like they did and playing like they did if Jorge Luis Pinto was our coach? No, you're shaking your head no. Because I'm absolutely right in asking the question. Of course we wouldn't have come out looking like that. You think you think the, 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 the guy at Club America right now would have let us come out like that? You think Miguel would have let us run around like that? He'd have been out in the center of the pitch by, by halftime chewing out our players. So there's something to be said for what Luis and Burbank just mentioned. That's why we need a systemic change. We must demand more. And if the baseball fans of America who look down on soccer for no good reason, they're not going to do it. And if the media is not going to do it, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. And we're going to do it. Enough. I've absolutely had enough. So much. So what? Look, we got a lot more to discuss in the weeks to come, without a doubt. Right? That's why we're not going to get dig too deep into the future. This was about the travesty in Trinidad, as I'm calling it, and it was on every level. And that's why we had to give you the opportunity here on the home of world football, ESPNLA 710, to vent a little bit. we got to talk about it more, certainly in the weeks to come, without a doubt. Once again, thank my sponsor. They have been fantastic for us, Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. If you need a a new uh, Toyota Camry LE, you need another Toyota, look, go there. Tell them we sent you. They're great people. They love the beautiful game. They've been a sponsor with us for a long time. Puente Hills Toyota. You can check them out at PuenteHillsToyota.com. Uh, I really appreciate their support. And, uh, look, we're, we got to wrap this up. Jorge, really appreciate all the work he's done. Uh, yeoman's work for uh, Mario ditching on us here. on vac- no, He's got on vacation. I'm kidding, of course. Mario. Mario was tweeting me. Even on vacation, he was freaked out about this and was ticked off, and I appreciate that so much. Uh, Jorge doing the uh, yeoman's work here uh, this week on Soccer Weekly. It's been a mess. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I am a mess, and I'm feeling it, and I know you are as well. So if you want to continue the conversation, you can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Don't forget, you can follow the show on iTunes. Just go there and, uh, and search Soccer Weekly. And if you would, subscribe to it, rate it, and review it. It is helpful, and the thing is blowing up, and I do appreciate that. Thanks so much to you for listening. You are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It's Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710.